Off the ball. Cristiano Ronaldo was offered to numerous clubs in the summer and no deal could have been done. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB GAA. Hey, I'm Lauren McGee, Dublin and Chemical Croaks footballer. Um, and I'm joined today with my dad, uh, former Dublin and Croaks uh, footballer as well. How are you, dad? Yeah, good, yeah. Uh, nice to see and hear from you. Haven't heard from you in a while. You know, we're very busy, you know, so. So just have a few questions for you, I suppose. Um, you can ask me some and I can ask you some and we'll just all just start off. So um, what made you fall in love with sport as a kid? Um, I suppose the probably more, more so to do with your, your granny your and granda. Um, big part of our life was being brought down to the club on a, on a Saturday morning um, with the academy. Um, and uh, I suppose your nanny at the time, you know, look, uh, rest of look, she's nine, nine months uh, buried tomorrow or dead tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, so it's just being built around uh, that family environment. And your nanny worked in the clubhouse with Kim Code in the, in the, the old uh, function room there. So she was to give an. Um, it was it was go training and then come into into her looking for uh, warm soup and sandwiches and stuff. So yeah, it was fairly early doors in terms of you know the, the GA being part of our life and in uh, slogan, you know. Um, and uh, I suppose the, the supposed to stand out kind of or the, the other memory then part of you maybe the affiliation or the falling in love with Dublin was probably the you know six years of age. Um, Noel Clancy who who. Uh, one of the Dublin All Ireland's uh, minor title, and they brought the the All Ireland Cup back to uh, Kimmel Court. So as a six year old, you know, you got to see that, and you know, um, so it became very kind of realistic of what, what you know in terms of playing for Dublin or you know being a part of that that, that sporting life. You know, and um, th- those would be the, the big kind of memories, and it's scarcely you know the photograph of that that day when Noel arrived with the cup. As myself and, and Bean, or who's Robbie Bean, uh, would have been in the front front row of that, that celebration. There was a fall come up there during the lockdown of of it, you know, and, and just the memories of it came flooding back, you know, I suppose, and happy memories, you know. That would be probably the, the you know, and the affiliation with the club for, from very young age, you know, um, kind yeah. of a big big part of our lives. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that's kind of cool that the that photo recircled it. I actually was only speaking to Noel Clancy there the other day, so um, lots of match. Um, but what, I'll go on to the next session. Was there a moment when you knew, like I was usually into football, like there's obviously an age, I think, of turning point for me, but what was your recollection of it? <laughs> well, I suppose, look, it was, you know, it was pretty try and uh, bring you down and get you involved with the academy similar to what, what your nanny and granddad did for me uh, um, you know and I suppose the first few years of, of the academy is just kind of you know, bringing you down having fun and conversations you know um, and, and letting you find your feet and you know I suppose when you start seven or eight years of age you, you could probably see you know, I think from the fact that you were coming, uh, watching myself and your uncle play, Darren uh, playing, and and your you know your auntie's niece playing, 
we think, you know, it was, you were going for the ball as if you like the panel, very similar to what the traits or what me and Darren would have been like. So it was trying to harness that and make you realise it was, it was ladies football and trying to, you know, <laughs> get you to hold back a small bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, you were going for the ball and was no, there was no real intent in it. So it was kind of, it was funny to see. Um, and then like it was, you know, I think from around eight, eight years of age, you're going to, you can see where you kind of start standing out a small bit, you know, um, in, in, in the games. And, you know, it was kind of evident that, look, if you kept on that path, you know, you, you definitely, you're going to have a future in it. But like at that stage, you know, you, for me as, as your dad, it was just, it was just trying to help and you were enjoying it. And it was trying to give you the kind of memories and the the, the friendships that I would have Start, would have built up from that age coming through so look, it was going to give you that kind of experience and you know and have that kind of uh, you know an outlet and of being able to play sports um, and you know obviously you know keep you off the, the road so to speak like it would have been a big big thing for me with a group of lads I hung around with that um, it kept me on the straight and narrow kept me off the road and um, would have played and um, with a few lads who obviously look uh, went straight a small bit, but like the uh, good lads with me, like Ray Cosgrove and Mick O'Keefe, and that would have kind of kept me pretty grounded, you know. So look, it was it was yeah, it was important for me to kind of give you that kind of uh, start to GA, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, do you have any questions for me rather than me asking all the questions first? Well, look, I suppose. Look, uh, what's your first memory of sporting house in our house? Supposed to like. I think, I think that photo, like, like I always remember, I have a great, I always remember, I have a good memory, I suppose. I feel like I, even when I was a kid, I, I remember a lot of stuff. And I think, like, dressing up in my Krogs gear, like, head to toe, and um, prancing around in Bowfield and Slorgan. Um, but also, obviously, for me, it was always just being at the matches, like, literally was there probably the earliest, like, because you, I was there from the warm up, so being at all your matches, even training sessions, do, trying to practice doing the warm up on, on the other end of the pitch, or like going to um, Dublin training, like which you kind of, if like if I was if there was now someone to mind me and like sitting out in the car, like or like being around uh, watching the sideline. So I think that was always um, a memory of mine, just always being either in the club or just at a double match, like either at or. And I suppose even like with, with Croaks growing up, like underage and like going to matches, like Joan Keogh wouldn't get in the car without me because I knew how to get to all the different grounds um, like around Dublin because of going to all the matches with you. And there's a time where there was, it was still Google Maps, but it wasn't great. So she... She, but then she'd be at times wouldn't trust me, but I'd always get her. It'd be back roads that I'd be bringing her, and we'd still end up in the same place, just because I remembered all the roads and all the routes from going to all your matches. So I think that was definitely um, something that I'd always remember, and I always cherish being able to look back and have those memories. Just like might not have been with you, but it's still time that I spend with you and Darren, like just watching his and. And still being like close by and stuff. So, yeah, no, I think we were just always around. I was just always around it. So I didn't think I knew anything different, but I loved it as well. Got you know, off everyone as well. So obviously that was good. Yeah, no, listen, it was just like, 
come to training and, and trying to give you McDonald's before training to kind of feed you. And then, you know, and then obviously Lindsay, my wife, you know, or like, as Lindsay, like, you know, if I couldn't, if Lindsay was working or something, or, you know, if I couldn't there, drop you off, or your husband would drop you off. And then I went around to David's and our Dane. So Lindsay only, parents lived in Glass and Heaven there. So look, it was just kind of, you know, but look, between us, between me, mum and dad and Lindsay, uh, and then Darren and Denise at times, you know, or, you know, you were either with myself or with, with them, so yeah. Look, it was it was nice to be able to share that with, you know those moments, and then like I suppose we've shared a few podiums as well, like with you and Ava. I suppose it was, it, that was the one thing for me is you know be able to share that moments um, and have, be able to look back on it and, and be able to show your younger sisters and, and brothers, brothers and of it. You know, it was it's, it's nice to have. You know, but uh, you know uh, it was it was definitely a busy time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what did you find most difficult about playing sport when, like, suppose when you're my age or like from like maybe I'd say like probably from when you're eighteen, nineteen, going up like to my age now, like what was probably the like hardest part of playing like sport, especially if you're still playing with Dublin, not like a high level, so obviously a lot of commitment. It was, I suppose, the, it was trying to juggle everything. It was trying to juggle being a young dad, um, trying to juggle uh, getting the proper training in, trying to juggle the, my work situation, um, you know, and I was just trying to those those balls in the air. So obviously, you're my number one priority. So obviously, you came first. So I was trying to manage the time that the likes of the evenings that I'd have you or, you know, um, I'm trying to act like you was training. That could Lindsay have mind you or could my mum and dad or, you know, or Denise or something. So it was just kind of, you know, it was pretty hectic um, trying to balance all that. I suppose the, the one thing, because from that time would have really, like, I suppose, I didn't, uh, like, that, that's not so much for now, but, like the mind games that came with playing, um, Football, it was just in terms of, you know, uh, mind games in terms of just different, you know, uh, management and stuff and trying to, it's not realising that, you know, young, a young man, a young father trying to have a lot of balls balanced in the air, trying to balance everything out, you know, so look, I suppose that was, that was a challenge in itself. But look, listen, it was, uh, you know, I suppose at that stage, at that age, you know, uh, looking back at it now, you know, it's kind of, okay, Jay, like it would have, like it took a lot, an awful lot of um, sacrifice from, you know, from Lindsay and, you know, uh, my mum and dad and helping me out, you know. Um, and I suppose in, the, in that time, I probably didn't really, I probably just, because I was young and 18, 19, 20, like I was just kind of, you know, every day was different. But the main objective was kind of, Make sure you were sorted, and then obviously then, um, which your mum obviously then as well, and just kind of you know having the balance right, and then give the right commitments to to, to Dublin that was required, you know, and you know, and then like it's it's funny like you know, uh, Lindsay used to come over, and when you were staying with us because I was so tired at times, I would bring you to bed at half seven, and then we're going to sleep, which you you know what I mean. So it was. You know, but Lindsay, in fairness, where she realised that, you know what I mean, like in terms of, you know, she was a huge support for, for me and you and at the time, but particularly in those, that, those stages where, you know, would have been on my feet in terms of, you know, training, working and making sure you were sorted as well and just kind of, 
you know, going to bed at half seven. Oh, you're going to watch the, the DVD with Lauren and then fall asleep then. So then we woke up around half ten. Yeah, but look, yeah, like it was, it was, um, it was just a balancing act, and it was just kind of, it was great. We're very appreciative of the support that I had, supporting every crowd around me, and you know, so that, that like that's key, you know. So yeah, now because I look at like I was like look at like I struggle, like obviously I balance my time well, but I still struggle, and I look at like obviously you did it, and then girls that I've just two girls I played with with Dublin, and they were playing Dublin after having kids, and just like. I think it's like unbelievable like obviously you can't do it alone you have to have the support system around so it just shows that like when you have that support system like you can continue like it doesn't like and both girls were young mums as well so like um, it just shows like like the commitment you need to still make but once you have the support there like I suppose like it's it's very admirable to, to continue to play at such a high standard like so yeah no, it's, I suppose asking. I never really, never, never asked. Did you ever feel pressure from because I played and Darren played? And did you ever feel pressure of playing football um, when you were young? Or like, did you feel you had to? Like, did you feel or did you enjoy it? Or you know, or like it was just kind of something that you felt you had to do? Or like, because that was one. Because I would have always feel that even now with your younger sisters, is that you know the big thing for me is is enjoyment. Um, if you're not enjoying it, it's very hard then to to, yeah. to motivate yourself or push yourself forward. Like so, no, I actually never felt pressured. Like when went down to the club, and you know, like for like up until I was probably eight or nine. Like I kind of only went down just to have a chat, like more so than anything else. Like especially at nursery and stuff, just to have a bit of a mess and. I just used to go because I had loads of friends and it wasn't about the football then. And then I think when it, when it started clicking that I was good at it, that I didn't, I didn't feel pressure. I just played it because I liked it. And I was obviously very lucky to the group that I had, like my age group of 97. Like I had such, we had such a core group growing up and we had, like, like fortunately we had a really successful, obviously underage team all the way up. So, I just, I think I just really enjoyed it. I never, I don't think I've ever felt pressured to go on and play like for Dublin or anything. I think I just, it's just the way it happened. And obviously when I started playing underage, like I loved it. So it just was one of those things. I never felt like, like I was doing a for like obviously like you do it as like, but when you're that age, and now I look back and I'm like, I do do for like the likes of yourself and Darren, Nanny and Grandad and like Lindsay and all my family. But Back then, I think I just really enjoyed it, so I just continued to play. Like, so I, I don't think I ever felt like I was, like you could see, like when you're minor, especially under sixteen minor in club, like you could see the, the numbers of girls dropping off, and some of them you knew by them that they were only there because, like their parents kind of, they did like it to a degree, but at that stage, their their lives were changing and they their interests were changing, so they kind of only there to. To kind of keep their parents happy, so I, I don't, I never felt that way, thankfully. Yeah, no, I, I just kind of because I was very conscious of like I would have been obviously involved with your teams growing up and like yeah. for a couple of few years, and I was always very conscious of being or having a shadow behind you and, and having fear because I was involved with the team whenever I was there when it wasn't clashing with, with Dublin or Croaks. Is that like I didn't want to feel that you ha- had to be pressurized into it. That's why I always felt, you know, when when I came to I think it was sixteen, 
when I put, kind of pull away properly in terms of not being involved with the team because it, it was important. I know from my own dad when he said it, because like, he kind of pulled away, he would have been involved with the teams on the age of me, I suppose, from under 12, coming through and being involved, and he kind of kind of stepped away in terms of being not being involved as, as a selector and that, because, you know, to just kind of allow me find my feet without, you know, the, my dad looking over my shoulder. Not that my dad, dad my, my daddy was kind of, <laughs> he, he very laid back, but he, at least the one, he was the one person I could go to and ask kind of, you know, he let me know if I was good or not, or whatever. Like, and it, there was no, 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 there was no kind of. It was very honest. So it was black and white. So I knew if he said I was poor or I didn't play particularly well or if I didn't mark my money, he let me know. But then he would let me know the positive side of it. So like, I was always very conscious of that for you as well, so that you were able to find your own feet, not having the shadow of your dad or your uncle being over you watching. So like, it was important. I felt at the time to pull away then, so that, like you know. To make the mistakes and not have fear that you're, you know, oh, my dad, dad's watching it and that sort of goes. I was kind of glad that you were at the find your life to enjoy it that way, you know, and that it wasn't, you didn't feel the pressure from feeling, okay, if I didn't play for Dublin or if I didn't play well, oh, my dad would be upset, like, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think, yeah, I think it just, like, I was always like wanting, like, I was, oh, like, I'd always go to you for advice, same as now, but like, I'm well able to ignore you on the sideline if I need to. That was the thing. So I don't think I ever I think like I think you now like sometimes people get too worked up with their parents or someone's shouting on them and not it's not in a bad way, just encouraging and obviously yourself and I'd always remember like Frank Rutledge even now, like what like Ava Rutledge, like he'd be shouting and she'd be ignoring him, but I'd be listening to him and she was like, I'd be listening to Johnny because it wasn't her dad and we both knew that both of had knowledge of the game like so we did want to listen but also like because you were our dads we were kind of like ignoring you for like just because we were young but like it's it's the same thing like Ava listened to you and I listened to Frank like especially on the pitch it was more like off oh, the pitch it's grand but I think when you're in the middle of a game I think sometimes you you listen to other people rather than like you're the closest to you so but it was never it was just um, it was just funny the way it worked Um. Another question I have: What do you think um, has been the biggest evolution, like in sports, since your days playing? So obviously, a lot has changed in terms of like just in general how people prepare and all yeah, that. I, the, the, I suppose the science behind it has shoot, has shifted massively. I suppose when I was playing, you know, Liam Hennessy would have been our SSC back in the. Show my age now, ninety nine. You know uh, when Tommy Carr took over, and we were doing a mixture of doing gym and then going straight out into the fields. Um, but in terms of like rehab and prehab stuff, in terms of you, you I, I see the value of us now. When I would have been playing, I would have like I'd be giving out the players that are playing with, with with a toy hamstring or or a strain. <laughs> Myself, I know, I'm not just other players, but myself particularly, I myself, I would have been, you know, t- I would take a painkiller and then go and play. And, you know, if I got it, like trying to hide an injury, like, so there's been plenty of times where I've, you know, had a sprained ankle, I suppose, or, or ligament damage to my ankle or, or shoulder injury, or whatever, and trying to, you know, ma- uh, you know, trying to hide it because I didn't want to lose my spot on the, on the team. Like, so I think in terms of, 
the evolution of the sports science behind it has been has been massive. And then obviously look at being the tactics and everything else. But like the thing for me, you know, what I find is that like, you know, uh, I find at this moment, I think there's some overcoaching happening. Whereas coaches are holding players' hands too much. So when uh, and trying to manage every situation with the, with the ball and without the ball, and I think you can only get you have to strike the balance between allowing the player to make a decision for himself in the moment, and whether it's to see a pass or to cut off space or to you know I think there's too much micromanaging of of some players and some teams are doing it, um, and just kind of you know allowing players then to make mistakes and to see a pass when they're under pressure. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, lateral recycling and it's become a, a, a very possession-based game. But like what I find is you need to strike the balance between when to have possession and when to go on attack. And I think there's, there's the safe coaching I find is where coaches will not want to give the 60-40 ball um, that might unlock a unlock a, uh, a run or a, a player inside like you know that will score a goal and they'll win a game for you and rather than recycle the ball sideways and backwards and trying to wait for that for you know the, the opportunity which is fine uh, when you're managing the game but then you've I've seen it all over over the, the last few years where teams trying to play possession and, for, and wait to the perfect time to get the shot off and sometimes it just doesn't happen and they get put, caught in the back foot and then you know they lose a massive game so uh, but yeah, yeah I think the balance between getting the the micromanaging but also just allowing players to to, to, to see the moment they'll ever make mistakes and learn from that and, and see the pass or see the danger I think there's a lot of micromanaging so I think from that point of view it's great in terms of the science around it, but then and the, and the tactics and the game management, which is brilliant. But also, I think there needs to be the balance between the two of okay, allowing the lads, okay, well, look, this is how we set up with the ball, this is how we set up without the ball. But you know, I need you to trust in in, in the moment that you can back that player in and that given the eventuality. But like Dublin would have been what masters of that, the, the five row, six row team where you've seen that they could play the uh, take the gamble. Particularly, I think the 2019 final where they were a point down and a man down, and you know, they had the the cleverness of being trusted by Jim. And I guess you see that, that they pushed up, Clucker pushed up on Mulch and and then allowed Glasgow man on man at the field. So, and they coughed up the, the, the they turned the carry over. I think one to Hogan stand halfway line and, and end up getting the big score. So, and but that that comes down from empowering players to. Players in front of them not being safe and on that, like realizing okay, the game needs to be taking it, or, or we're going to, if we don't sort to get a score now, we need to, or we're going to be out as we want to lose by the final. So, look, I think that's the the biggest thing I found, you know. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think like over the last obviously few years, like, like even like, like analysis is great, like obviously it's there, and the huddle's a big one that most teams use, and you can go back and just. Like it's unbelievable work that the players and management put in to like to like making playlists and going back and watching the stuff. But I find sometimes like some players benefit from that. Like as in loads of players would like some players would watch that on the day of a match. Like say like if they're marking someone or they're they know they're going to be marked by someone and how they can their right foot, their left foot, kind of what way they go about the game and that will help them. Whereas if I know I'm marking someone on their left foot or their or their dominant foot is left or their dominant foot's right and I kind of know what way they played, like I 
I personally would just rather go just play the game and just see how it unfolds and there is going to be things and I think it's I think this it's like learning anything some people have raised your learners some people are just learners about doing it and I think it's great to have it there but I don't think it works for everyone so like although it's amazing our technology we have and it's amazing for teams to have that there like and to look back at it I think it's good for like looking back on your own performance especially like you might not you might miss things that you've done and sometimes you play a game and you forget half the stuff that's happened but I think sometimes like management like it's it's good chill to have and it's there but like not everyone like me like or like everyone is expected to at least watch a match back but like do you know what I mean? Some players just don't. Yeah, so, you know, I agree with you. I think some players, you know, uh, relish that and enjoy that and that fi- yeah. the visual feedback. Like, listen, look, uh, lads can look back and see their mistakes. I think, like, some players, you know, they were, you know, I, I know from my own, like, I would have identified when I was playing, you know, the, the tactics or the stats. Um, the analysis wouldn't have been as in depth, but you, you would knew, you, I, look, I went and did my homework if I was playing and I was marking or, you know, Trying to identify what side they were stronger on, but I wouldn't. But I was, I would have concentrated more on what my role was and how yeah. how I was going to perfect the game with, with the ball and then without the ball. How could I be effective for for my team? I think it's it's about getting the balance right. And because I think the important thing from, from a perspective of playing a high level is that you need to have a certain amount of enjoyment of it as well. And I think you know if if players are you know, training in gym, training field sessions, and then they're expected to do homework of hours of analysis on opposition and stuff. I think that's where you don't. I don't think you get the the, the you when we get the play, best best out players for a certain period, but I think their uh, their enthusiasm and their their desire for the game will will suffer from that because I think it's yeah. just so much. I think it's so such a balance now. Yeah. Because like I think like sometimes you feel like as you said like the trainings become more intense like gym sessions all that recovery sessions as well is put in there so then when you have your analysis thrown on top of that and then people are working full time like it does become a lot and again as you said like I think it's I think it's I think it's different between each person I think some people really benefit from it and some people like think it's it's good to have but it's not the be all and end all so I think it's kind of strike a balance of having it there like I do think like as you said stats are good like like if you know like a lot of the time like the players know that you like I'm a person that gave the ball away five times like you know yourself that like okay that's not good enough that type of thing but like or like we're are, like kind of shot to score ratio and that type of stuff I think is good but sometimes I do think overanalyzing is a bit does take away from the enjoyment. I know, obviously, for purpose of being successful, it is it is there to do that. But I don't think it needs to be as in depth at times. But yeah, do you have any regrets about life committed to God? Because like I know a lot of people sometimes, not that they regret putting in the time, but they do look back and they're like, God, like I could have did this, this, and this, and that type of stuff. Um, do you have any? Oh, I, I suppose the um, no, no regrets in terms of the sacrifice, the GA. Like I suppose the I probably let it cons- consume my life. Um, probably, you know, I, I suppose I would have struggled in terms of um, 
look, I'm dyslexic, you know, would have struggled in school. Um, I was one of the kids that went out to, to the, the reading teacher and um, would have struggled numerically and uh, verbally in terms of, uh, you know, numbers and, and alphabetically in terms of, like, spellings and reading and everything else and times tables. And then, like, you know, it became, look, it became Evan that I was good at football in school and, you know, then the principal at the time, um, you know, I remember he wasn't too happy because I didn't know. I think well, I can't remember what time stamp it was. And uh, and then that afternoon we went and played football. I played at schools matching. Like I was playing above myself. I was in four classes playing for the junior team. We were fifth. And um, I got man a match or something. And he came over and he, he apologised for how he treated me in class later on. And I suppose the... The big thing I probably did struggle with, uh, you know, with was suppose the it was the only thing I ever recognised I was good at. Um, I would have it was the only thing I felt that was that I was only uh, in terms of you know co- or, you know not going to college doing my leaving cert. Um, I suppose afterwards, I suppose that was that was a huge regret in terms of not going and expressing that. But I think the trying to deal with with the with with the loss of GA, um, you know, when I, when I first played with Dublin and came good, you know, that was, uh, it was like a death. Yeah. You know, I suppose, and really struggled, uh, I suppose. So in terms of sacrifice at the time, I, you know, I, I would have lived and breathed it, um, you know, probably too much at times and, and, and not concentrate on, on, on in terms of work life and stuff and, and felt it all me at times, um, and it didn't, you know, and I suppose I got caught up, in, you know, um, feeling sorry for myself in terms of, you know, that I didn't get what I wanted out of the game and getting angry then and stuff. And so but it's kind of sort of massively in terms of the the, the, the aftermath of, of finishing up playing, um, you know, definitely struggled massively, I suppose. Um, but then <clears throat> having to step out from that and, Finding uh, the release, then of getting into coaching and uh, and uh, getting back involved in some capacity to help deal with with the loss of not being not being not playing football. I suppose that was the big because it was the one thing I always knew I was half good at um, because of all I was always being suppressed in terms of in skill, like you know because it was dyslexic and. You know, picked on because you know because you're dyslexic. Oh, you're you're the tick of the class and stuff. As well, so that was that was a big part of when when it came to finishing up. It was kind of dealing with those those emotions and, and not really what what Jesus what am I going to do? I'm not football. I'm not a footballer anymore. I'm not playing football. And you know, and not as well as I think the you know to step away and kind of look for the bigger picture. Then when I was still, I was I was a husband. I was father of, of four beautiful girls and and, and, and realising okay stepping away so I suppose trying to manage that and like when I, at the time I would have been I should have probably been able to I suppose with now with the way things are at the moment I think that's the one thing about at the moment in terms of there's so much you know care and, and for mental well-being and, 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 and dealing with the pressures of GA or what's what's next about if you're not away from the field and college and what you're doing so there's so much there now 
Whereas at the time, I suppose, you know, when 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 I finished up with Dublin and uh, you know, it felt I was in a bit of look I was in, in a dark place and look at look look I got over, but it was it definitely kind of no no regrets, uh, really. But like yeah. afterwards I would have felt I should have probably you know, managed a bit more. So I think that's with the way at the moment, you know, with the management teams with county teams or, or top club teams. There's a sports psychologist. There's you know you've got your physio, you've got your S and C, you've got your stats. You got you are so many people who are experts in the field. And I feel yeah. like, you know that's where I probably should have maybe there wasn't as much sports psychology or something, but maybe just an avenue should have kind of maybe looked at to help me deal with those those things. You know, yeah. I'm not going off on a blade and spill there, but like <laughs> that sorry, but. sorry. I mean, just in terms of like, you know how much uh, like in terms, have you learned anything from my career? In terms of the, like you've would have been front and center for a lot of it, but I know you're very young, probably. So like you're probably just kind of skipping along. But I suppose afterwards, in terms of like you know, once you got a little bit older, did you did you learn anything from 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 me or or from? Yeah, like I, I like although yeah, I was quite young. Like obviously watching you and Darren, I suppose play, but I think he's always left like a legacy. But the way he's played and like I obviously play like a lot of, like both is in different aspects and I suppose your knowledge of the game and the way you went about things, even when you play for Croaks and you captained them to the other and a lot I was young, like yeah, like just watching like your your own wedding, like coming up to was it the semi final of the All Ireland that like you weren't able to drink and different things like that. So suppose I watching how you went about everything and like how like I know like you can you can still enjoy like you enjoy like you still had a great crack at your home wedding like although you might have had a pint bottle of boomers and that was it but like I think I did take away like although you make sacrifices to miss different things or like not give everything your full like trot a lot of like it's still worth it like in terms even you win or lose like you just I think you make those sacrifices, but again, like I find the way you said, like um, that, like it was kind of like losing someone when you had to give it up. Like I think that's always the fear of like when you're coming, when you're approaching. Obviously, like when you hear of like people retiring, and it's not like that far away when you like you actually don't have as many years as you like do you know what I mean playing than you do of like when you when you retire how many years you don't play for so I think that that's I think that's a fear of everyone I suppose when you watch any of the girls like and not even a fear of like stepping away from Dublin but more like your club I suppose or not having any kind of outlet um, is definitely a thing but no, I definitely learned a lot from me and I'm still learning a lot because I feel like coaching as well like not only like you're obviously with Geraldine's like and you're coaching like underage as well as senior teams like like different different teams and obviously like being able to do summer camp in and learning from that I suppose and um, I have learned a lot and wanting to like back I'm back obviously in the school teaching but wanting to go back and do my teaching degree like you do take all those little things that you do with the kids and different things like that from so it's not just football that like you know what I mean that I've taken stuff from it's also everyday life and that I can bring because I know like that's like like you can see the kids with you when you're like you're stern and you can be strict but they all like love you and 
I think that that's what I try to bring in when I'm teaching or I'm teaching like P at the moment. And like, obviously I have a very wide, like big variety of kids who, like, as you said, like your, your ability to play, like you're really good, like, like at sport, but like you might not have been, um, that good in the class and like you're you're dealing with kids that are the opposite like when you're a PE teacher so it's like having to deal with them as well so um, um I've taken a lot from you you and Darren I'll give Darren a shout out there just in case he gives it <laughs> um, what was what's been your proudest moment as a parent I don't know what that means in general <laughs> yeah I'll be careful with this one no, I think I suppose the proudest moment as a parent, our parent is is the you know I suppose when like seeing being there for 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 the four years being born you know um, and uh, being a part of that obviously you know and I think you know uh, seeing how you've all well, I know NASA and our Daisy and NASA was it no well. Uh, 10 and 12 next week, but like, uh, well, like then your sister A was 16, and then yourself was 25 now, was it? Oh my god, anyways, but yeah, no, just 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 enjoying the 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 how you are, are growing up. Um, and I, I suppose I'm, I'm probably pretty really proud of the relationship. I suppose, can you say you're, you're probably, I think you're, you know, I've, I think I have a lovely relationship, like as. With Lindsay and the girls, but I think like we've a nice balance. Yeah, as you said, you know, there's uh, not that I'm awfully strict or staying as well, you know. But like I try, I, I try to, you know, try to, you know, give enough, give enough rope for the for for you to learn and stuff. And I suppose the proudest thing I can is that, like, you know, that you're ha- you're happy. Um, and as you know, pretty emotional guy <laughs> wearing my heart, my sleeve, and so I struggle with the, you know trying to make our Making sure you guys are, are you know, are, are okay. You know, that's the this was that's the worry as a father. You know, particularly for girls, you know, very protective in that sense because of the way the world is and stuff at times. And, yeah. And the way the boys are and everything. Now, like, not saying boys are terrible too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but it's just kind of very protective. You know, because you know, and just kind of make sure you guys are okay. I suppose the proudest thing is that how you are, how you are all kind of grown into the to to the beautiful like yeah young lady or young ladies and the beautiful woman who you are and 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 the, and the girls you are and obviously then your sister Ava who's her fifth year this year and like and how she's come on like you know so uh, yeah proud of that party you know Nasa's in six class now and then Daisy's like just two years behind it's mad how quick like obviously for you anyway but like like. I was like there, especially like remember Ava being born, but the fact that like you, I remember so clearly NASA and Daisy being born, like the size of them now, and they're like they literally they don't feel like they're only ten and twelve to me, like they feel like so much older the way we get on, like you know what I mean. So, um, and then Ava, like she literally feels like the same age as me already. So, like we were literally eight years in the difference of age, or. It, our gap like we were so different and then literally in such a short space of time we've we've become so alike you know what I mean and oh, have some, it's, so it's weird like it's scary how, how much like you the two of you are like you know and, and like she is on her own at the journey now in terms of being being involved with uh, doing rage with, with me come, like she's not been on, under 12 14 and 
16 teams in this year was a fourth year minor. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> what advice would our big sister give to our little sister in terms of what, what have you experienced? Like, you've been very lucky, and I listen to credit, credit to you, and I don't want to blow Philly with loads of compliments here, but you know how much, how proud I am of you, but I think what you've done and what you've strived to do, and you're only still only 25, you know, um, as you know, very proud of that, but like the how your sisters look up to you. Um, you know, I think it's a credit to you. But what advice would you give your little sister who's starting out? Like, well, not starting out, but she's 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 actually playing championship this this weekend for 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 uh, Ashburn. So like, she's a uh, sixteen, she's seventeen November. So like, so what advice would you give your sixteen year old sister? I suppose like. You can see over the year, like as as you talked about before, like you never wanted to press your eyes was into playing anything, or you could see that Ava made her own decision, and it probably out of all of us took her the longest to probably go down GAA like route like that. Well, she like playing doing ballet, like she kept up ballet. Well, it was a stage where she we, I brought her down to the academy, and you know the first couple of weeks it was not not that I don't like this, I'm not doing it. Now I don't know it was because it was in the in the arena and it, yeah. it was the noise and everything else. But like the next five years or so, it was like it was taekwondo. I spent money on taekwondo. We got a taekwondo outfit, an Irish dancing outfit, a ballet outfit, a dancing outfit. I said, we said to said to my wife, I said Lindsay, I said I'm not going. I'm not buying any more outfits. That's <laughs> it now. Done. So in fairness to her, look, she would, she, she, she yeah, tried she, everything. Yeah. But like she made it like, and then she was camogie before she was football as well at stage, wasn't she? I think, or like, she seemed to be going down that route. And then all of a sudden it was football. And like for someone who tried so many things, it's not like that she started later, but like she still, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like she was into football straight away. So just that, like she made her own path. Like, like she chose her, like she did try everything. She got there, like she, not that we want, like the, like obviously you'd want her to play, but she didn't want, she wanted to do her own thing, but it was just funny the way she kind of went her own way about getting there compared to like watching NASA, like NASA's live, lives and breeds football and Gaelic, you know what I mean? Like, um, but no, just advice is just to enjoy it. Like it's like, she, she's obviously, it's, is her sec, it's her, Second year, second year, yeah, playing senior championship. Yeah, so it's a second year minor, and obviously, a lot of the time, like first year minor can be tough because you know what I mean. The second year minor is already there, and it's hard to break into the team. And like it was hard, but she made so much sacrifice, and she put in so much effort, and she did really well. And like she was well, like good enough to be playing. But although she might not have gotten the opportunity to get that much game time, she still did really well, and. Um, like she was credit to herself and um, I suppose just advice is just once she's enjoying it you know what I mean that's all that matters and just to put in if you want to be successful in it like you're going to have to put in the effort so do you know what I mean like if like you can't like she doesn't really do any like she always goes out and trains but like if you're on a complain like and you haven't put in the effort like that's just from experience of other players growing up with like you could see that they're complaining and not getting in or different things not going their way and sometimes that is a case of different management and stuff but I suppose if you always put in the effort and you know that you've done your bit and it's still not working out then you know you've done all you can more so than having any regrets in it like you know what I mean so yeah that's kind of the, the advice I give her like she's she's doing really well and 
very proud of her. Like, although like we might be playing each other in a few years, hopefully. Any advice that you'd pass on or knowledge to me, or like what would it be like in general? I suppose look, I think for me is 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 the your your, your football lifespan, you know, is yeah. like that, and then your your life lifespan is is that size. It's, so you know. I would say to you, enjoy every moment of it, um, and 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 make it as fun as possible. Because you know, as I as I touched on earlier on, it's you you, you know you're you, you don't get it back. Um, and so what I'd say to you is, is is that enjoy every minute of it. Um, yes, you're going to have up and de- ups and downs, but like, you know that, you wouldn't want it any other way because it does it makes you feel feel obviously alive uh, and in the moment then if you're playing all or final or playing a county final for your club or I think it's just the enjoyment and uh, and the fun fun side of it but also you know it's the it's the learning or the friends that you make along the way because they do become your your, your external family you know so look, look I'm lucky enough that still very good friends with, with Cosy uh, Ray Cosgrove and then look obviously Darren my brother who I probably wouldn't have been as close too, because we were similar age and we were constantly, you know, battling and training and stuff. But well, we got close, you know, over over the last years. But yeah, no, I suppose the one thing um, is to go and enjoy it and 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 then don't take things for granted, you know. Because you know, as I said to you, your football lifespan is only a short window compared to your your, your overall lifespan. So yeah, yeah, look, enjoy it, and uh, it's been it's been a pleasure. It's been. Uh, Actually, nice. <laughs> yeah, get yeah. your time for this lens. <laughs> OTB GAA.